Michael Baker. We always appreciate your time. Good afternoon. Yeah, kia ora, Tim and Roman. G'day, Michael. Nice to have you along here. Now, should New Zealand follow Australia's lead and reduce the booster shot eligibility from four months to three months? Ah, uh, yes, I think so. Um, we really should do that now. Okay, Michael, is that based on actual data from a paper, from a clinical trial, or just real-world experience as seen in the UK and now Australia? Well, I think we don't really know the optimal timing of even the first dose or the second dose or the booster. Um, it's just there's so many possibilities. But we haven't been using these vaccines long enough to know what the best schedules are. And we have seen them move around quite a bit. But now we do know that um, the booster will give you very much more protection against um, getting sick with Omicron. Um, it will help you a little bit in terms of um, improving your long-term outcomes, which are already very good with this vaccine. But it is a great way of dampening down the pandemic wave, which we really want to do. And we know some countries like the UK, for example, have a three-month delay. We're on four months at the moment. So I think we really need to bring down, that down to three months immediately, I think. And one of the reasons otherwise, um, you know, you still need uh, two weeks after that um, booster to get the full benefit. So a lot of New Zealanders would really miss out on that unless we start vaccinating now with that booster. Yeah, I have to say that that was a disappointment for me as a non-epidemiologist, um, obviously. <laughs> I was I was hoping that the announcement would be that it's going from four months to three months. Why do you think they were so cautious on that? Yeah, look, I was half expecting that today. Um, I'm sure they'll be thinking very hard about that. Uh, a number of people have already raised that question, including myself. So hopefully we'll get an answer on that shortly. Mm. What, what about our highly at-risk populations, our Māori, our Indian subcontinent, Māori, whatever it might be? How do those efficacy rates vary from group to, to group in your experience? Well, I think there are factors that affect the, um, how vaccines work. Um, I mean, basically, they generally work well on younger people who have a very vigorous immune system. The people who are most vulnerable are those that are immune suppressed for various reasons. And it means that if you're exposed to a vaccine, I mean, you still have to have a working immune system to mount an antibody response and also get uh, the other cells in the immune system, T cells and so on, working well. So that's unfortunately why there are two groups who are particularly vulnerable and when Omicron, um, the Omicron wave comes through. I mean, probably the most vulnerable are the unvaccinated. And fortunately, it's a very small group in New Zealand now, you know, around about 5%. And then after that, it's people who are older or have um, underlying illnesses whose immune systems have just not responded that well. So they're the people we will see in hospital and intensive care units. We were having a bit of a debate uh, with Christopher Luxon about rapid antigen tests. So th there still seems to be this um, confusion, to use that word again, as to whether we would have had any benefit from having them widely used in the last, say, six months or so. Uh, what, do you th what would you say to that? I don't think we would have had a huge amount of extra benefit from using them. And the main reason is that when you're pursuing elimination or suppression, you want highly sensitive tests, and that's where the PCR test comes in. You are sometimes looking for that needle in a haystack. Um, rapid agent tests they will be very useful when we get widely circulating virus, and now is the time we need them. But again, they don't solve every problem. They're just a tool that helps for, in some specific situations. And the main way they will help is if you have, um, if a whole family or, or you're getting sick and you think 
it might be um, COVID-19. Uh, it probably will be shortly because that will be the main thing that's making people sick in New Zealand over this next one to two months. So, uh, But it will be very helpful just to confirm that that is actually what you've got in your household. And that is so that you can make sure you isolate because, you know, you're going to have to isolate for... It will, time will come down. At the moment, it's two weeks, but it will drop mm. in the middle of the pandemic wave. And also, you so see, you can tell other people um, you've been exposed, you need to take precautions and get tested. So we, it will be really useful if we okay. have widespread access to rapid engine tests um, in the months ahead. Michael, one last question, uh, which is how much protection, and I know you sort of touched on this before, but how much protection does someone who is not boosted have against Omicron? You still have very good protection against serious illness. But yes, if you're exposed, you're almost certainly going to get symptomatic illness or very likely to. All right. Thank you, as always. I know we promised Michael um, a bottle of red, I think, before Christmas. It is coming up. I I would like to blame (laughs) Tim Beveridge for the delay on that, but I believe it's my fault. Uh, So it will happen at some point. Thanks, Michael. (laughs) Cheers. Always appreciate your time. All right. Great to talk.